Thank you for downloading this podcast from our Tabar Gathering 2018. For more information on Tabar, please visit tabar-network.com. We hope you enjoy listening to this teaching. Amen. 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 Wonderful stories. Um, we could go lots of different ways. We're, we're back into Ephesians chapter 3. And the key verse for this moment will be verse 14, if you have your Bibles, down to verse 20. Breaking new ground is hard work. And when you see a real road digger and a real groundbreaker, they actually need a lot of strength as they're doing those tasks. And I felt that part of this session would be to release that supernatural strength to each one of us. But the God that we worship, so so we worship a God of love, we worship a God of life, and, and you know lots of different names, God of healing and so on and so forth. You know all the different names of God. But as I was preparing last week for coming here, I felt the God that we proclaim, you know, if we proclaim he is Jehovah Jireh, then that's who he becomes. If we be proclaim Jehovah uh, Rafi, our healer, that's who he becomes. And I wanted to give you some thoughts about what you might want to proclaim uh, of God. God is, firstly, pioneer of new ways. And you see, we worship God, Jesus, our pioneer. He's gone ahead of us. He's already gone ahead of us to prepare places for us. He's the pioneer of new ways. We worship God, the releaser of opportunities. He opens doors that no man will close. God will act and no man will hinder. He's the opener of new doors. And he is the author of unexpected events. And for some reason, that one, the author of unexpected events, is kind of, is this one off? It's not working. Is this one better? The author of unexpected events. For some reason, for this morning and this people, the author of unexpected events, I want you to start preparing your heart, something of what Gary was saying, some of that was unexpected. And he's the author of the unexpected. And of course, I want you to start embracing and, and proclaiming that. Uh, part of my work, I train counsellors in Ireland and Scotland, and then I do missional work mostly in Cambodia and Borneo and Africa and China. And we were in Borneo and we were helping, uh, just I, I was teaching and preaching, and uh, our translator was a woman who um, lived in a place up in the highlands of Borneo called Barrio. Uh, and to get to Barrio, the only, it's either a 14-day trek through the jungle to the highlands or it's a, a couple of hours in an aeroplane. So Vicky and I opted uh, for a couple of hours in the aeroplane and... <laughs> Our guide and our translator, she said, um, you just have to bring a small bag because you're in a little tiny airplane. I said, oh, okay, that's fine. 
a small little bag. So we arrived at the airport with a small little bag. And much to our, we're back to Slimming World, Dave, sorry, but uh, <laughs> much to our shock, the lady put the bags aside and she said to Vicky, you, you'll step on the scales. <laughs> and Vicky said, oh no, please don't weigh me. I've not been to Slimming World yet. Then. Uh, <laughs> And so the woman was going, oh, hmm, 29 and a half stone. Right. <laughs> and then she said to me, you steppy on the scales. And I, it's the first time we've been weighed. I mean, if anything makes you want to go on Slimming World, that's... Uh... Anyway, we arrive in the highlands of Barrio to live amongst the people who live in longhouses. And my job was to teach and preach, and they gave me a name in the, their language. They called me, whatever Andrea is in their language, carrier of the word. And author of unexpected events. Sometimes God just totally, well, all the time surprises me. But anyway, they've got no electricity and no toilets and no power and, and very little food and they grow their own rice and all that sort of thing. And, and so the first night, we, someone had managed to get a generator set uh, and we had tiny little lights so that we could read our Bibles. And so I'm in this place and preaching and behind my back, I heard the generator going, fut, fut. <laughs> <laughs> and it went pitch black. I mean, darkness, I mean, there's no light, nothing. And I said to my translator, what shall we do? What shall we do now? I thought she might say, oh, we just all go home. And she said, keep preaching, keep preaching. I said, oh, I can't see my Bible. Just keep preaching. I said, okay, okay. So I'm preaching away. I mean in total darkness. And every now and again, I'd hear thud, and then I'd hear crying, and then I'd hear thud, and couldn't see anything, preaching away, preaching away. And finally, about half an hour later, the generator said, struck up again and every single person was on the floor and when they get slain in the spirit they're lying on the floor and their arms are and they're just tears streaming down their faces and for me it, it taught me a lesson it's, it's not just about humility it's it's like we don't even need to be seen he has authored unexpected events and if there's any danger of me or you or us getting in the way, he, he cuts the lights, <laughs> which I think is great. And the most important thing, therefore, is that the word, that we carry the word of God. And I sense God wants to take you beyond where you've ever been before. That means he's taking you beyond your background, beyond your postcode, beyond your education. That means you're no longer, because of the Holy Spirit, you're no longer ordinary. He's taking you beyond ordinary. He's taking you beyond average. And in this session, I feel I have to call out the pioneers and the explorers and those who are, we have to know where the new ground is to dig the well before we can break the new ground. And in the old days of exploring, in the days of Marco Polo and Christopher Columbus and all that, uh, a story is told of Alexander the Great. And he used to send his explorers out. 
And one day, after several months, the explorers came back. And he said, why have you come back? And he said, the maps ran out. We had no more maps. And his answer really provoked something in me. They said, the explorers said, well, the maps ran out. And he said to them, oh, step off your map. And I thought, that's for us today. Step off your map. You see, when our maps run out, when, when what we thought, where we thought, why we thought, when all of that stuff runs out, there has to be a moment that we are willing to step off our map, especially when we don't have the knowledge, especially when we don't have any wisdom. Step off your map. Years ago, I, I was a director for a national ministry in the Church of Scotland, and they commissioned me. My job was to plant 10 counselling centres in Scotland and to raise up an army of counsellors and train and equip counsellors to heal the broken heart. And all they gave me to start this ministry was a bunch of keys for an office, and I had nothing else except God. And I thought, well, this will be interesting, you know. I need to find, find 10 places and I need to find hundreds of people who want to be trained. And so anyway, we, we continued on that journey and God started to add in wonderfully. And as he was adding in, one of the thoughts was that I should go to the Highland and Islands and plant a centre in the island of Skye. And some of you know in Skye it's all wee crofts and wee cottages and there isn't an obvious counselling centre in the island of Skye. So with fear and trepidation one day I had arranged to see 20 ministers. There's a, there's a, I don't know if it's the same here, but there's a... a, a a discipling sort of ministry and 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 they're from the We Free Church. Do you have the We Free Church, the We Free Presbyterian Church? I think it's a sh offshoot of the Big Free Presbyterian Church. But just to tell you, they're not exactly free, the We Free Presbyterian Church. <laughs> And they, and they don't think women should preach and they don't think women should teach and they definitely don't think women should wear trousers. So in honour of them, that day I wore a little suit and I was terribly smart looking and I was driving up the road in fear and trepidation because I thought, what do you say to 20 ministers uh, from the wee free and how do you plant a counselling service on the island of Skye? And I don't think they even believed in counselling. <laughs> And so I'm driving for five hours, and the whole way up, I was listening to music and worshipping and praying. And I'm saying, uh, my favourite prayer, some days if I'm busy, my, my prayer life is boiled down to just three different prayers. The first one is help. Help, that kind of works quite well. The second prayer that works a lot is sorry. Sorry. And the last prayer I make quite often is, wow, just wow, 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 wow. So I'm driving up and finally after five hours of praying in the car, I get to this hotel where to meet these ministers. I get out of the car door and the Holy Spirit hit me and over the bonnet of my car I fell uh, <laughs> right in front of 20 ministers <laughs> with a short skirt on and... Please don't think about this too carefully. <laughs> I 
And I was uh, like drunk in the spirit and laughing and I was saying, oh God, please don't do this, please don't do this, and laughing my head off. I saw I managed to pull myself together. <laughs> Walked in and I did some teaching and so on and so forth. And the longer I was in this hotel, the longer I felt this was the place for the counseling base. And I finished the day of teaching and I asked if I could see the manager of this hotel and I said, my name's Andrea and I have to plant counseling service and I believe God wants me to buy your hotel. And um, I wondered if you would sell it to me. <laughs> he was a wee man from Glasgow and he said, no hen. I said, well, I really feel the Holy Spirit's on me. And, and I gave him all my words, heal the broken heart. And, uh, and I have to help people and I have to do this. And he said, look, I'll go and get my mum. She's 86 and she's in the back. So he went away out, got his mum. And this wee old, beautiful old lady came out. And I said, hello, my name's Andrea. And I have to heal the broken heart and set the captives free and I have to find places that will be a house of prayer for all the peoples and I have to help people understand how to restore their soul and I have to raise up people who will restore souls and so I'm giving her all these scriptures and she starts crying and she goes, oh lassie, 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 where have you been? And then her, I started crying, it was a real God moment. And she said, about 40 years ago, <clears throat> she's come away out the back. So she took me out the back of the hotel. And here was a three-story building with five counselling rooms and a reception office. And it was all furnished. And, and she said, 40 years ago, the Lord told us to get ready and to build a house and that it would be a house of prayer and it would be a house where people would come, that people would be healed. And she gave me all my scriptures back to me. And she said in those days as they were building the foundation into the old elastoplast tins, we wrote all the scriptures you've just given me and we put it all around the foundation of the house and the house was built. And when then they said, this, we surrender this house to you. And she said, Lassie, 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 I've been waiting 40 years for you. And she just went through the room and, and gave me the keys to this house. And I want you to understand he's the author of unexpected events. He's a God who goes beyond us. He's a God who has gone before you. He's preparing you and he's gone ahead of you to prepare a place for you. He's no longer in the tomb. He's risen and he's already gone ahead of you. He's no longer in the dead thing. He's risen and he's gone ahead of you to prepare you to go to the place that he's prepared you for. <laughs> And there's something about us starting to move into this word beyond and something about stepping off your map. And we know Jesus is a pioneer, and I, I sense today I have to call forth pioneers. Jesus was born beyond the natural. He taught beyond the law. He behaved beyond rule-keeping. He be behaved, believed beyond possible. All of you know he fed the 5,000, he healed the lame, he, he gave the blind eyes their sight back, he reaches beyond gender. 
He reaches beyond race. He died beyond support. And if you have a mind like me, I start to think as we explore this theme of beyond, what is the posture and the psychology of beyond? You see, we really have to understand what it is I'm asking you to embrace this morning. The psychology, beyond has a psychology and posture beyond has a certain posture. Luke chapter 22, verse 39 in the Garden of Gethsemane, it says this in verse 39, he went beyond them and knelt and prayed. An angel from heaven appeared to him, strengthening him. Jesus went beyond that moment of suffering. Those of you who have been in suffering and in the valley of the shadow of death, those of you who have been difficult, have had a difficulty in the realm of personal pain, Jesus went beyond them and it says he knelt down and he prayed. Here's something about the posture of beyond. He went beyond them and he knelt down and he prayed. And I know, you know the prayer, you know, if this could pass from me, but nevertheless, not my will be done. This was the sort of thing that was going on. And the angel came, I suppose, in answer to his prayer and strengthened him. It was a supernatural strengthening. And the first point I want to make as we embrace this word beyond the first thing we need to be pioneers is supernatural strength. Not just because digging wells is hard work, but because it will involve suffering that we did not expect. There'll be unexpected events that perhaps we were not prepared for. And yet, right at the beginning of our journey this morning, digger of wells, pioneers of the new way, breakers of new ground, I feel the Lord wants us to pray for you for supernatural strength. The other thing that I think is required, what's the psychology of beyond? And the psychology of beyond, it, what it requires is an internal shift. Something actually moves in the inside. The old ways we did church, the old ways we thought about ministry, the old ways that we reached out to people, there has to be a new paradigm that you're already embracing. And that requires we leave all that old stuff behind. Point number two is there's a certain posture that's required to enter the land of beyond. Will you turn to Ephesians 3 verse 14 and we will pick up on the posture. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father from whom Every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Paul, Paul speaking about here, the, the word here is plural. It's not just I bow one knee. The word here is I bow my knees, and the word in the Greek means, it actually means full prostration. It's not even just, see, if I bow one knee... I can very quickly just jump up and be ordinary again. If I bow two knees, that would become a little bit more difficult for me to get up. But if I'm fully prostrate, face on the floor, for this reason I bow my knees, I prostrate myself, we're back to surrender. Before a father 
in heaven from whom every family derives its name. What's the posture that will take us into the land beyond? I think it's something about we bow our knees. Jesus bowed his knees to receive supernatural strength. Paul is saying we bow our knees. There's something about posture. There's something about paternity. I bow my knees before my Father who is in heaven, from whom every family derives his name. In this session, I felt that some of you, probably all of us, obviously all of us, we grew up in a relational space, perhaps with a lesser father. And, and by that, I'm not criticizing our fathers. I'm saying there is our father who is in heaven, from whom every family derives his name. And sometimes we, the phenomenon of father wound and the phenomenon of mother wound, uh, my job is to counsel people, and I see that phenomenon a lot. And sometimes the woundedness of father wound, the woundedness of motherhood, means that people can't go beyond, they can't seem to get past it. And of course, the, the lesser fathers don't realize that that's what happened because we don't deliberately set out to be a lesser father or a lesser mother. But you see, there's something that some of us need this morning. I'm going to talk about the kiss of affirmation. You see, as fathers, I think, and as mothers, we try our best. <clears throat> and obviously, we do our best. And, and yet, in spite of that, sometimes the children don't seem to always want to follow the Lord. The story is told of a father whose son got involved in addiction and drugs and went off and, and stayed in a flat and, and he's in another land now. And one night the police phoned the father and said, we've got your son down at the police station, we think you should come and it's pretty bad. And by the time the father got down to the police station, the police had actually discharged him. And so the father went to the apartment where he thought they would be hanging out. And when he arrived at the apartment, he, he said he just walked into a sort of crazy world where everyone was out of it on drugs and out of it on alcohol. And he saw his son over on the side, just kind of semi-conscious, and he didn't know what to do. He didn't know, you know, should I grab him and take him home? Should I throw some water on him? I mean, what do you do? And he felt, he prayed just in that moment. And he said, Lord, I, I don't know what to do. And he felt the Lord saying, just go up and kiss him. So this father went up and he bowed over his son. Obviously, he'd been very prayerful. And he held his son for a moment and he kissed his son on his forehead. And he cried because he realized this wasn't what he had hoped for for his son. It wasn't what was intended. And he went back home. And then about three months later, he got a phone call from his son. Hi, Dad, can we meet for lunch? And the son came in, and he was in a new suit, and hair all nice and fabulous. And the son said, I want you to know I've given my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm clean of drugs, and I've got a new job, and I'm, I'm really on my way, and I'm sorted. 
father started to cry and he said, well, well, how did this happen? When did this begin? And he said, it began the night you kissed me. When you find me in that drug-induced state, it began the night when you loved me. It began the night you gave me a kiss of love and a kiss of affirmation. And you see, as, as we begin to move into this text, for this reason I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you... I got very touched just by stopping at that place that he would grant you. And I thought, what is it that Paul's about to pray for, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, being rooted and grounded in love, that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth? And to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled, filled with all the fullness of God. This is a... How do we know something that surpasses knowledge? I find this quite an amazing text, that we would know... The love of God that surpasses what we know, knowledge. Uh, my, my job as a teacher, that's what my, my ministry is as well. And I'm used to trying to teach people some things, and sometimes I might throw in a little bit of Greek or a little bit of Hebrew if it helps our understanding. But how can I, as a teacher, teach you that you would know the love of God that surpasses, that goes beyond knowledge. How can we begin to grasp hold of that? And what I realized, there's something quite supernatural here. So for us this morning, you see, if we want Hurricane Gloria, if we want to move in fresh power, if we want to be strengthened supernaturally in our innermost beings, and if we want to be able to grasp this multidimensional extravagant love, how do we get to that place? Because it's beyond knowledge. It's beyond what I can explain to you. It's beyond the Greek. It's beyond the Hebrew. And therefore, I bow my knees. And therefore, I pray for you. And therefore, I pray that he would grant you. My job this morning is that we would pray and I would help you to pray. Sometimes, I know that you're devoted to prayer on the 24-7, but sometimes in some churches I get to visit, I hear prayers like this. Lord, um, would you help Susie with her exams? And Lord, would you help Tom with his smoking habit? And would you help Bob with his pornography habit? I hate going to prayer meetings like that. And Paul is teaching us a new way to pray. Therefore, what's the posture? You see, the posture is I bow my knees. And I start to pray for these people, not that Tom would be fixed, not that Susie would pass her exams. I pray that he would grant you 
<laughs> Here's the key to the land beyond. I pray that he would grant you supernatural strength. I pray he would grant you all the fullness of God. I pray he would grant you an understanding of the multidimensional aspects of God, a love that surpasses knowledge. And what I sense is that for some of you, the, you can feel a little bit stuck. And for some of you, you can feel a little bit fearful. And for some of you, you actually today will receive something that goes beyond stuckness and something that goes beyond fear. It's supernatural. I can't actually fully explain it to you. It's crazy love. So you've not just to receive a nice little refreshing love today. In order to be well diggers, in order to be breakers of new ground, in order to be pioneers, in order to be explorers, you need crazy love, supernatural love. You need crazy strength, supernatural strength. You need to be filled with all the fullness of God. It's supernatural. And then the jobs that are required to dig a new well, to break new ground, to love people who may be difficult, to offer the kiss of affirmation coming direct from a father who is in heaven and who loves people. And on your kiss of affirmation and on your words of affirmation, people will be healed and come to know new life and come to Christ. And so here we go again. Here is, I started to say, Lord, what have I to pray? I pray. I pray that he would grant you, yes, I want to pray for crazy love. Yes, I want to pray for crazy supernatural power. But here's my prayer for you. I pray he would grant you a year of limitless possibility. I pray he would grant you a year of endless supply. I pray he would grant you a year of prayer not programs. I pray he would grant you that every one of us here in this room would learn how to live a beyond life. And you see the supply and the surprises of God, and Gary was touching on this, the generosity of God, the source that's God, it actually even goes beyond our church friends. When I worked in the health board, I had a vision suffer the little children to come unto me and I knew that I had to set up a center for children who'd been abused and I knew I would need a rape crisis center and a medical management center and policemen and social workers and therapists. I knew exactly what I needed and in those days I knew I would need over a million pounds. And I went to my boss in the health board, not a Christian, and I cast the vision. I want you to know that money follows vision. Whether we're in the church or out of the church, money follows vision. And I said, I had a vision. And she went like this. See? And I told her in my vision, and I said, I want to start a center called the Center for the Vulnerable Child. And I want to see children healed, and I want to see perpetrators sorted. And, and I cast the vision. And she said, and how much is this vision going to cost me? I said, well, probably over a million pounds. And she said, oh, just get out, get out. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And I just kept praying and praying and praying and praying. And I said, Lord, take her beyond where she reached with me that last, which just threw me out of her office. <laughs> and two weeks later, she phoned me up in my office and said, I'd like you to come and see me. I thought, oh, here we go, the row of the century, you know. And so I went in and I sat down. I said, I want you to know something strange has happened. I said, oh, right, good, 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 good. I like strange, that's wonderful. <laughs> And she said she was in a big meeting in the health board <clears throat> and there was something called an underspend on the AIDS money. They, they give sort of millions of pounds to help people with AIDS and somehow or other our health board hadn't used it. And she said she found herself saying, I know somebody who could use a million pounds right now. <laughs> and they just gave her it to give me. It is, it's a praise the Lord, it's a praise the Lord. Just a praise the Lord. I'm praying for a year of limitless supply. I'm praying for a year of extraordinary provision. I'm praying for a year of extremely strange conversations that would connect you in your communities and two leaders out in the community to the sources that God has in order that he would build his church and that his church would give glory to God. Amen. 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 I could tell you hundreds of stories, but I don't want to because I want us to pray. So I'm going to ask the band to come up and help me. And what we're praying for, how do we get to the land of beyond crazy love? To love the unlovable, you need crazy supernatural love. To dig a well and, and let it be full of water, you need crazy supernatural power. And Jesus bent his knees and the angel of the Lord came and he received crazy supernatural strength. So let's, let's stand because I believe the Lord wants us to pray in those areas. I'd just like to pray, first of all, from, for those who have had a father wound, mother wound. I'm just going to ask that, first of all, the Lord would come and just blow his breath in us and kiss us with a kiss of affirmation. And so, Father God, we just lift our faces to heaven. And I know you love to see our faces. And Father, sometimes our lesser fathers don't exactly always know how to manage the different stages of our life. And Father, we forgive those who hurt us. We forgive those who have trespassed against us in any shape or form. And we pray too that you would forgive them. And Father, today we lift our faces to you. And we pray for that kiss of life and that kiss of love that would bring healing now in Jesus' name. Just reach out and start to receive that. Where you need affirmed, where you need strengthened, where the power of your past somehow causes you to wobble in the least expected of moments. More, Lord.
if Paul was a pastor, I'm not being naughty to fool, but if Paul was the senior pastor here, he would stretch himself out before the Lord because to bow your knees was full prostration. And if he was praying for our churches in Ireland and stretching himself out before the Lord, I started to think, I wonder what Paul would hear. I wonder if Paul was here with us and he stretched himself out in the stage. What would he hear from God on a day that we're opening wells and breaking ground and going beyond? And I want you to imagine that Paul is stretching himself out before the Lord and he's banging on the floor and he's going, Ireland, Lord, Ireland, Lord, Ireland. What would he hear as he started to weep before the Lord? And the only thing I can imagine him hearing is more. I can do more. I can do more. I can take you beyond. I can do more than you can think or more than you can hope or more than you can imagine. And Father God, I pray for these who are here, these dearly beloved brothers and sisters. I pray that you would fill them with supernatural crazy love for people who might be unlovable. I pray you would fill them with supernatural crazy power. And I pray today you would be strengthened in your innermost being and that the angel of the Lord would come and touch you and prepare you for the hard job of digging new wells. Just start to lift your voices and cry out, Ireland. Cry out your town, Lurgan, Craigavon. Cry out your town, Causeway Coast, Colrain. Cry out your town. Lord, we cry out as Paul would have cried out. We cry for our cities. We cry for our villages. And Lord, we know the answer. We know the answer. I can do more. We know the answer. I can do more than you can ask or think or imagine. So we cry, Ireland. Come on, lift your voices, church. Ireland. <coughs> New wells. New locations. I call forth pioneers now in Jesus' name. I call forth explorers in the name of Jesus. I call forth people who will go ahead of us and locate where to dig and when to dig. Ireland, let there be fresh water. Let these trenches that we dig be full of water, we pray in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's start to worship the Lord. Let's lift our voices and let's go beyond in our worship. Let's go beyond in our praise. Thank you, Lord. Deborah, gathering 20.